Good morning, get Vine Church. That wasn't a very good response, by the way. Eh? So why don't we just stand and we'll see if we can give Jesus a better response. Um, he rose from the dead. Hello? He rose from the dead and he's here and he's got something to say. So wouldn't it be great if we just took the next 60 seconds and thanked him? Just celebrated him, just shouted his name, applauded him, and just blow the cobwebs out this place, eh? So for 60 seconds, let's just put our hands together and applaud and celebrate the Easter time of Jesus Christ. Come on. Thanks, Al. Yuri. Thanks. <laughs> Louder. Come on. Wake it up. Shake it up, guys. Come on. He's alive. He's alive. He's alive. He's alive. He's here. That's it. That's Jesus. All right. You know, when teams are away, teams are away, I like to connect with them in prayer, but also one of my favorite things to do is to buy a book that helps me connect with the countries or the people or the mission they're in. And so if you ever want a good read, guys, let me just, before I start, here's a recommendation for you to stop a warlord, to stop a warlord, to stop a warlord, because if you were to sum up Easter in one single word, it'd be brilliant. You know, we'd get a hundred different responses, but I want to give you a new one. War. War. And you know, we, these reports in Uganda were absolutely brilliant, but what you didn't pick up is the war that Joseph Coney, the warlord, declared for 20 plus years on his own people and four nations and four governments couldn't take him down. Four governments and four nations couldn't take him out the game. And one wee woman, if you ever feel you're just a wee Christian woman, a couple of kids and you know, but one wee woman with her two wee kids heard about this and began to do something about it. But before she got there, Joseph Coney and his Lord's Resistance Army had taken the lives of over 400,000 people, including little kids they took in to be soldiers, and horrendous, horrendous, horrendous wars all over Africa, especially in North Uganda and the Congo, and, and many nations have gone on. But she went on a mission. Ah, you ready for a new mission, guys? She went on a mission to take his army down. And with the help of all kinds of things, and the story's too complicated to get into today, but sh this woman with two wee burns, Connor and Cody Brody, I think their name is, she took his army down. And the 3,000 people that terrorized African mothers who, who could lose their husbands or little babies can now sleep in their beds at night because she took his army down from 3,000 to 100 and the troops said, well, he has no power anymore. But here's the thing, they still haven't got him. And when Jesus went to the cross, it was the final round of a 2,000-year war. And people in this country come into Easter 
Yes, I love all the bunnies next stuff. I'm not a religious freak. I like all, everything to do with Easter. But here's the thing. It's war. And so here's the problem. We don't think we're in a war. We read that. And I love the Africans because how they respond and how they come through their wars and these little bits of bearing singing their heads off. It's freaking awesome. I think we should give it up for the kids alone. Eh? Well done, guys. So... It's war. And we don't think we're in a war, but there is another warlord here, alive and well. And the war, his army was taken out of the game, but he's still, like Joseph Coney, prowling around every single day in life to take your soul out of the game. And here's the great thing. Jesus said, Three words in preparing his people for Easter. I've paraphrased them into these five words. The best is yet to be. The best is yet to be. People think Coca-Cola invented that. No, I'll show you in the Bible in a moment. The best is yet to be. Shake somebody aside you and say, get a grip. Come on. We've got to get a grip on this. We've got to get a grip on this. This is the business. And so, the war goes on. The disciples are not stupid. Their hero has been lashed. He's, they know he's going to the cross. They know the war is on. The war is on, and they're hoping their leader will get them there. And Jesus prepares them at Easter time. And he mentions three words. Now, I've never got these three words because they sound like, I don't know if you've ever been jilted by a lover. I, I have many times. Yes, darling. <laughs> and I always said to him, the only reason I'm married now is she's the only one that hadn't had the guts to jilt me. But here's the thing. You know that saying when they say, darling, I, I, I'm, I'm joking you, but this is going to be better for you. Like when your dad puts it over his knee, your knee to scalp your bum, and he said, this is going to hurt me, son, but it's going to be better for you. I've never got that. I've never, ever got that. And it's got all that feel of it. So the disciples are like, their, their hopes are in Jesus doing the business. And John 16, 5 says this, preparing for Easter, but now I'm going away. Aye, right. To the one who sent me. And not one of you, this is brilliant, is asking, where am I going? Where am I going? Instead, you grieve because what I told you. So you're stuck at a red stoplight. Tim put that brilliant wee video clip for me there with hundreds of red lights that changed into green. Wouldn't it be great if every one of the stoplights in your life finished at the cross today and you went home today and every single one of your red lights in your life turned to green. Give it up for the Lord Jesus Christ because that's what he did at Easter. That's what he did. That's what he did. So he says, but in fact, and here it comes, Jesus, disciples standing there. It's a war. And he said, it is best for you that I go away. Now we've said to each other sometimes, it's best for us if you go away. <laughs> we've all been we've all had these wee arguments but 
Jesus is saying, it's better for you I go away. Because if I don't, the best won't come. But he said, it's best I go because the helper won't come if I don't go. But if I do go away, I'll go to the subs bench and I'll get them stripped and I'll send them to you, the Holy Spirit. What? He's telling his disciples in the midst of or the final round of the bloodiest war in history between the devil and God. And he's saying it for you and I that are in these battles. And here's the thing he's saying, you don't see the green light because you're so focused on the red. <laughs> like Abraham and Sarah were so focused on the red, they couldn't see the multitudes of kids that was coming their way. He said, you're so focused on the red light, you don't see the green. And Jesus is delivering the greatest explosive truth in history that will turn every single ounce of mourning into dancing and every red stoplight into green. I believe he wants to open our eyes today to three things. Now, he, he, he said to his disciples, you didn't see this. You didn't ask this. But I want to mention three things very quickly because we've got a short thing with the kids in today. Number one, my paraphrase, if you knew what I was going, you would not be sad. The second thing is, if you knew how I am going, you would not be sad. And the third thing, if you knew why I was going, you would not be sad. And all the answers to those questions are wrapped up in these three words. It's better for you. The best is yet to be. So the first thing he said was, if you knew where I'm going, you would not be grieving. You'd not be sad. You're so focused on the red light. Check out the green light. Heaven always sees a green light when man sees the red light. And God wants to flip your spirit today to see the green light. And so he begins to help them see what the green light looks like. He said, I'm going to the one who sent me. I'm going to take my seat upon the throne. That's where I'm going. And I've taken the keys of the kingdom from the devil. He's defeated. I've paid for all your sins. I defeated at the cross. And I'm running the show from now on from the throne room. In other words, the devil not in charge no more. I'm taking my place back where I come from. Let's give it up for Jesus for that. You've not had to worry about it. You have to trust him. And he says, not only that, I'm calling you to take your seat beside me and rule and reign in life and stop focusing on red lights, but see the green ones 
that I have in the supernatural realm. Second one, very quickly, if you knew how I'm going, you'd not be sad. How many people love that song? I think it's a Bethel song. How does the words go? If you, if you walked out the grave, I'm walking too. Is that, the, is that the line? Help me, somebody. If you came out the grave, I'm coming too. Walked out the grave. Thanks. That's great. If you walked out the grave, I'm walking too. All right, guys. This is what this is all about. He went to the cross. He bled and he died. He went to the tomb and he came out the tomb. But it's not, the thing is not that he came out the tomb, but it's how he came out the tomb. He came out the tomb with a stone rolled away and the grave clothes off. Why do you think most Christians don't make it? Why do you think the Christians in Africa, most of them make it, and most in the Western world don't? Because most times they understand something through their suffering. The Western world is still to capture fully, the full meaning of Easter. And here's the deal. In 40 years of ministry, I've watched so many people come here, walk out the grave, but they didn't take, roll the stone and didn't take the grave clothes off. Come on, guys. Come on. And the dead man walking. And what Jesus said, I paid for every single one of your sins, every single one of the grave clothes. You keep one single grave clothes on, and the devil is ruling and reigning in your life. Hang on to one bit of gambling, one bit of addiction, one bit of anger, one bit of unforgiveness, one single grave cleave, and the devil has a foothold in your camp, and you're losing the battle. Can we say amen? Come on, guys. How would life be today if we came out the grave? Yes, we all came out the grave in some way, but how about if we came out the grave today for the very first time, some of us, the way Jesus came out the grave? with every single grave clove left in the tomb and the stone of unforgiveness and self-effort rolled from our hearts forevermore. Give it up for the Lord Jesus Christ, guys. Come on, come on, come on. It's, it's Bible. Listen, preachers like me get stick for being too nicey and positive and everything's rosy and we don't, we don't, we don't use that word that was forgotten about 100 years ago, sin. <laughs> but that's, the reason he went to pay the price for our grave clothes, for our sins, so that we could get up in the morning and we can get out the house with zero stone and zero grave clothes. Who's up today for coming out the grave just once more? Come on, guys, just once more. Just once more. With the grave clothes where they belong. So the third one very quickly. <laughs> One last thing on grave clothes, just in case you're not clear what they are. Ephesians 4.31 spells out what they are. Bitterness, rage, brawling, slander, along with every form of malice. What does malice in the Greek, 
is basically a nasty flunker. Just being nasty. That's doing whole Greek for you. Unforgiveness, grudges, foul language, drunkenness, law-breaking, violence, childishness, self-pity, vengeance, pornography, every single one of them, we make a joke of Easter and what Jesus did at the cross. If we don't come out the tomb forevermore and leave every one of those grave clothes behind. Come on, guys, help me. Help me, guys. Come on. He has an awesome vision for you. He wants you to rule and reign. If one wee woman could take down, along with her helpers, the army of Coney, what could we do in this country, in this city, in the world of addiction and sickness and disease and poverty and, and all kinds of things? What could we do if we leave the grave clothes behind? Come on, guys. We're getting there. We're almost done. We're almost done. Third one, very quickly. If you knew Jesus is still saying it's better for you, I hope you're getting a little idea of why it is better for us. Why it's better? Why it's better? Because for many years I was not convinced. I mean, to have Jesus with you and know Jesus, and that's better. But here it goes. He said, if you knew why I'm going, you would not be sad. You would not be sad. If you knew why I was going, you would not be sad. You see, when he goes and he takes his seat and he sends the helper, the counselor, the healer, the Holy Spirit, and the curtain in the temple was torn in two, and you don't have to go to a holy place no more or to a holy man no more or to an external situation anymore. But from this moment on, the full resurrection power of the Holy Spirit to turn every single red light into green in your life is now dwelling within you by the power of the Holy Spirit. Come on, guys. This is why it's better. Beforehand, beforehand, they could only walk with Jesus, look for Jesus, shout on Jesus, hope Jesus. It was all external. It was all five senses. But Jesus changed the game, and he said, from now on, the kingdom is within you. The power of the Holy Spirit is within you. The forgiveness of God is within you. The ability to have the power to lay down every grave cloth and roll every stone away is now within you. You don't have to go looking for it no more. Let's give it up for Jesus on that. Come on. It's there. The curtain was torn in two. And here's the thing. So what ultimately, what ultimately is going to help you and me this Easter? What ultimately is Jesus after this Easter? What ultimately was he about when he went and he sent the Holy Spirit to you and me? Are you ready for it? This is what he's after to turn you and me from a drain to a fountain. A drain. You see, you spend your days 
only one of two ways, being a fountain or being a drain. Come on, guys. A fountain. That's ultimately was after. Let me finish by putting it into the words of God. Romans 7, 37 says this, on the last day of the feast, Jesus stood up and he cried out, if anyone thirsts and come to me and drink, whoever believes in me, as the scripture said, out of his heart will flow rivers, 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 rivers of living water. Now he said this about the Holy Spirit whom those believed him were to receive. For as yet the Spirit had not yet come because Jesus was not yet glorified. But now that Jesus is glorified and he went to the subs bench, he's got the Holy Spirit stripped and he sent him to you and me so that you and me have the opportunity to never leave the house again until we are filled and filled and filled with the Holy Spirit and spend our days splashing like an overflowing river on every single pump we meet. Let's give it up for the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on. So here's your takeaway. Here's your takeaway, guys. And we're going to, if the band could just come back up, please, because you look like you're loiterers back there. Um, number one, very quickly, practical takeaway. How many people know what the Bible says, take your cross up every day? Come on, take up your cross daily. Well, let me, let me break that down very quickly in a couple of minutes. So here's what I'm asking you to do to turn every single red light in your life to green. Number one, find a secret place in your house or the motor or the street or wherever. John Wesley's wife used to just pull a frock over her heat. That was her secret place. God bless her, eh? With her apron. Oh, sorry, darling, because I was thinking, oh, that's, that's it. That's not exactly a top drawer. That's not exactly a top drawer one, I know. Anyway, find a secret place. Number two, start your day by kicking off the grave clothes the devil put back on you yesterday. Come on. That doubt, that fear, that anger, that unforgiving, that rage. All the grave clothes the devil's tried to stick back on you. Kick the devil's butt and kick these grave clothes off once and forever. And nail every single one to the cross. Don't mess up it with Jesus. Don't mess with his stuff. Don't mess with a grave clove. He's no elastoplast. It doesn't work that way. He gave his all because his love for you and I was insane. Second thing, third thing is, roll the stone from the tomb of your heart every single day. You know when you go to the airport and you get a machine that checks you over to make sure there's nothing on you? Me and Elmer get stopped all the time whether there's something on us or no. But you need to take the Holy Spirit machine over you, detector over a day, and just check yourself for one ounce of self-effort, one ounce of anger, one ounce of unforgiveness, one ounce of pride. Just check yourself over and where you find a stone, roll it from the tomb of your heart so in preparation for what the Holy Spirit's going to do. And final step, 
Don't leave your secret place. Begin to worship. Begin to feed on the Word of God. I've, I've given you a sheet with some little proclamations that are good to say. But don't leave until you invite the Holy Spirit to come and fill you. And fill you. And fill you. You said, oh, I spent an hour and nothing happened. Spent two. Oh, I spent two hours and nothing happened. Spent four. Whatever you need to do, just up it. But I would encourage you never to leave the house, never to leave the motor, never to leave a city until, 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 until he fills you once again with his healing love, with his joy, with his peace. Guys, it takes me five hours sometimes before he shows up. I'm not, I'm not boasting, I'm just saying I'm weak. It doesn't happen for me in two minutes. Even after all these days, sometimes this morning it was four solid hours. Just saying, come, come Holy Spirit, come fill me up. I can't go to the people with no bread and no fresh Holy Spirit. I can't go with no fresh wisdom. I need fresh anointing and fresh power and fresh joy from heaven. And I promise you this, guys, if you'll kick the grave clothes off every morning by taking your cross up, roll the stone away and just begin to love and worship. Ask him to come. I promise you, you will spend your days training no one, especially yourself. There will be a fountain rise up of the Holy Spirit in you. Rivers will flow. Rivers will flow. And without even opening your mouth or doing anything, you'll just walk in the room and you'll just be aware something splashing on them. Something splashing on them. It's called the presence and the power of the living God. Can we applaud that, guys? So can we just stand for a moment? And you know, we're going to take a couple of minutes, guys. It's been great because the kids have been great. But we're in a war, guys. We're in a war. And Mr. Coney from hell is after each soul. And I'm going to invite us, if you could go on your knees in any shape or form, I'm going to invite every person in this room to go on their knees. And we'll just have do the business for a couple minutes. Because I'm not above running around with grave clothes. I'm not above running around with bitterness and anger. I'm not above. But if you can't kneel, that's all right. You just stay where you are in your seat or stand, whatever fits you, that's all right. That's all right. But can we just come this Easter to the cross? Can we just come and look at the face of Jesus? And can we just in our hearts right now say sorry? Because my grave clothes didn't just upset my husband and my mum. My grave clothes drove a six inch nail into you, Jesus, at the cross. The Romans didn't kill you, the Jews didn't kill you. My sins nailed you to the cross. You could have the greatest Easter ever. All the things you're worrying about, all the things that become important, they're just idols. They're just idols. Anything that's more important that you're chasing, or here's the thing, anything you're looking to get your buzz from, anything, I don't care what it is, whether even your family, you'll destroy it. Because you must get your buzz 
your anointing, your joy from the Lord Jesus Christ. So let's come to the cross and where you see a grave cloth, anger, bitterness, unforgiveness, and just take a moment to kick those flipping grave clothes off once and for all. Kick them off. Roll the stone away and forgive that person. Forgive them because he forgave you. All the grudges, all the anger, no more games, guys, no more excuses. Jesus was not messing around at the cross. His blood was spilled so you could walk free. And you know yourself, you've been drained. The devil has turned you from a rainer into a drainer. But Jesus went to the cross so you could no longer be sucked by the drainer and be a drainer, but you could be one of those who is a rainer and a ruler in life. And you can begin to see if you spend time in a secret place, God will fight your battles. You don't even have to fight your battles. You begin to spend time, get rid of the glaive clothes, roll the stone away, begin to worship, feed on the word of God, prophesy the word of God. You can leave your place with rivers and rivers and rivers and rivers where there was a dead sea of anger a dead sea of rage a dead sea of fear a dead sea of doubt a dead sea of discouragement a dead sea of betrayal guys take a minute nail every one of these to the cross get your claw hammer out and your six inch nails ask Jesus to forgive you receive his forgiveness the stones rolled away the grave clothes are off you and in a moment, I'm going to invite you to stand up out of the grave and start walking from this moment on with a radical mindset that says, as I was preparing this, I was thinking of Derek Cook and Ian McCauley, a couple of guys that know what it is to be drained know what it is to fight battles know what it is to have oppositions but you cannot meet any of these two guys any day of the week and not know you've run into a fountain <laughs> a fountain of blessing a fountain of encouragement and God is calling us Vine Church this church has been a fountain for the best part of 40 years but he's calling every one of us to rise up today and get in the secret place and like this woman that brought down Coney's army by hiring some workers, God is going to use you a million times more, a million times bigger, a million times. Stop fighting the battles, stop thinking, stop talking about them. Just get in your secret place and kick off the grave place. Roll away the stone. Invite the Lord Jesus to come. Begin to love him and worship and invite the Holy Spirit to come and fill you and fill you and fill you as I'm asking them to fill you right now. Fill you right now. Fill you right now. And guess what, guys? As you walk through your day, 
that red stop of cancer, that red stop of poverty, that red stop of discouragement, that red stop of depression, you'll notice that somebody has turned that red stop into a green light and you weren't even looking. Let's stand together and applaud the Lord Jesus Christ and shout his name for 60 seconds. Come on, guys. Shout his name, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Happy Easter, guys.